Hello, my name is Hadley and welcome to Reclaiming My Shine, a podcast in which I share parts of my journey to finding myself and the work I'm doing to rediscover the light within that I've been dimmed over time. I've been battling with the idea of starting this podcast for the longest time. I believe that I have tons of stories and personal experiences to share that I think a lot of us can relate to. So okay, I'm not professing to have all the answers, but I hope that sharing my stories will help others know that they are not alone. One thing that has always stopped me from producing this podcast in the past is the fear of being called out. I'm not an expert, and if I don't have all the answers, what even qualifies me to be speaking on this platform? Do you see where I'm going with this? My name is Hadley, and I suffer from imposterism. So it's only fitting that in this first episode, I share my struggles with imposter syndrome. So what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is basically the sense of overwhelming feeling that we are not good enough, a sham or a phony. It's the belief that we are where we are because of our ability to fake it or because of sheer luck and will soon be exposed for the fraudsters that we are. The clinical definition describes imposter syndrome as a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalize their accomplishments. And in layman's terms, it means that you feel that you're just winging it and that you don't really have any idea of what you're doing. Ultimately, imposter syndrome is an inner conflict of how you perceive others and how you see yourself. You feel undeserving of the praise and that your success academically or professionally is a bubble that will soon burst. An expert on the subject matter called Dr. Valerie Young has identified five subsets of imposter syndrome. So we have the perfectionist who aims to get the very best out of everything they do and small mistakes will make will seem like failures to them. Next is the natural genius and this is someone who believes that they should be able to master anything that comes their way and they tend to feel embarrassed by any challenge or stumbling block. We also have the soloist. This is someone who aims to achieve success independently. For them, asking for help or needing assistance feels like failure. The expert is someone that relies on their own knowledge. They place unnecessary pressure on themselves to know everything. And lastly, we have the superhero. This is someone who aims to never stop and pushes themselves to the limit. But in the long run, it never seems enough and they always end up feeling inadequate anyways. One of the worst things about imposter syndrome is that it has a way of making you feel isolated. Making you feel alone and even more overwhelmed because you're too afraid to speak to anyone about it in fear of being quote-unquote caught. But the more I read about it, the more I realize just how common this problem truly is. And this is the surprising part for me. I found so many famous people, successful actors and politicians who experience it. Michelle Obama, yes, that Michelle Obama, has shared that she felt like an imposter in many of the different spaces she's occupied throughout her life, mainly because she was told she didn't belong. So she was constantly waiting for the moment to fail to prove all the naysayers right. I think this happens most often with minorities. We find ourselves in rooms where we've been made to believe we're not supposed to be in. But there's a reason why we're sitting at those tables. Our voices, our stories, and our opinions matter. I've been struggling with imposter syndrome for years, but it was only after I started going to therapy that I could correctly identify the issue I was struggling with and then work with my therapist to find ways to solve that problem. 
Knowing that I'm a combination of the perfectionist and the natural genius helped me formulate a plan of action to combat my own imposterism. I most often feel imposterism creeping in at work when I'm faced with a big task or a new challenge. I tell myself that the reason why I'm struggling to finish a task at hand is that I'm actually incapable of doing it. That I've faked my way to the top for so long, but the jig is up. This is where I get caught and exposed for the fruit that I am. These negative thoughts will usually result in a complete mental block and increasing anxiety as my deadline gets closer and closer. This has resulted in me being an uber-perfectionist at work. I place unbelievably high expectations on myself in an effort to counter any perceived shortfalls I may have, which in turn breeds more anxiety and more stress. When I sense imposterism rearing its ugly head, I try my best to stop what I'm doing and bring myself back from out of my head and into my body. I take the time to breathe and, slowly, and slow down my anxiety and stress levels. I ask myself what it is that I'm feeling right now, what it is that my mind's telling me, and whether I have proof that it's actually true. Once I've established that these negative thoughts within themselves are phony and untrue, then I can start unpacking the, that roadblock. What about this current task do I find challenging? Is there a simpler or more logical way to approach it? And for me, breaking down a bigger job into smaller, more manageable subtasks helps a lot. On the other hand, when I'm in a meeting and where I feel like I'm out of my depth, it's okay to listen first. I'll then circle back once I've had time to formulate my own opinion, whether it would be agreeing with someone else or even bring a different perspective to the table. And the thing about imposter syndrome is it's a lot like self-confidence. It's something you have to work on for yourself. It's an internal characteristic and you have to get out of your own head. You have to keep practicing telling yourself otherwise, building yourself up and motivating yourself. So another hack I use to overcome imposter syndrome is positive affirmations. I have sticky notes all over my apartment to remind myself that I am capable. So seeing these visual reminders in my bedroom, in my bathroom when I'm brushing my teeth, in the kitchen reinforces these positive statements for me. I don't believe my imposter syndrome will ever go away, but I'm learning to manage it better so that it doesn't become debilitating. And where possible, I use it to push myself beyond the limitations I've placed on myself. I also believe we need to avoid comparing ourselves to others. This is something that needs to carry on throughout all aspects of our lives. We're all born as individuals and we have our own journeys and experiences. Measuring our success or lack thereof against someone else's is just counterproductive and so unfair to ourselves because they have traveled their own path through life and faced their own challenges to get to where they are. I know it sounds cliche, I know, I know, I know, but I honestly believe it to be true. You have to focus on yourself, boo. And there it is, the first podcast episode done and dusted. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and don't forget to tag reclaimingmyshine.pod. I would also like to hear your thoughts and experiences with imposter syndrome. I believe the more we talk about these things, the more we're able to find the help and the support we need to get through it. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and follow reclaimingmyshine.pod on Instagram for regular updates and to share your thoughts. Bye for now.